Look, eventually you hit a point of diminishing returns on the sexiness. What's a diminishing return? Good morning, morning Greendale. Greendale. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben, and here are your morning announcements. Today, we're talking about Community Season 3, Episode 10, Regional Holiday Music. Uh, In real life, this is the perfect timing to record this uh, podcast because it is October 19th. We were, oh, yeah. we were pretty good last year uh, when we, we were pretty close to Halloween when we did the Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. And now we're close to Halloween and we're doing a Christmas episode. It's, it's like we don't even know what days these are going to fall on, especially after we've taken a bit of a hiatus. It's true. Before we get into the podcast proper, I do want to thank everyone for sticking with us through a hiatus. Uh, because, uh, my cat almost died and, uh, she is, she's doing fine now. Um, she, uh, uh, yeah, we were, we were pretty sure it was the end. Um, and then, uh, she made a very miraculous last minute recovery after three days in a, in a vet hospital, cat hospital. I keep saying vet hospital. It's a hospital for cats. Um, I mean, it is a veterinary hospital, so... Um, so yeah, she, uh, she's doing fine now, but it was real touch and go. And, and obviously, you know, mm-hmm. wasn't, wasn't going to do, uh, this podcast while I was expecting that my cat was going to die any day. And, uh, yep. it's a, it's a tough situation. So in, in the twist, uh, she lived and managed to use that leverage to now get to sleep in the bedroom with us for the first time in three years, because I've kicked her out. Since Sarah and I moved in together, uh, because I have uh, some allergies, and also her brother is a real uh, idiot who who is still not allowed in the bedroom, mm-hmm. uh, which she, is maybe she's unfair, only, but well, she's only in allowed in the bedroom for extenuating circumstances, <laughs> right? Um, which right. I believe you you call the hunger strike. Yeah, she uh, uh, instead of saying that she got a very rare reaction to a thyroid medication, which caused a liver. Uh, infection um we're just gonna call it or then almost dying uh we're just gonna call it her hunger strike to get into the bedroom and she won so congratulations to amalthea who is now able to sleep in the bedroom but it's actually been nice she's she like curls up next to you and and purrs um oh that's nice and it's Uh, it's very sweet defeat you she She did did defeat defeat me yes she did um so thanks again for sticking with (laughs) us uh while I was dealing with that uh, because I was I was pretty sure she wasn't going to mm-hmm. make it. So, yeah. um, as your co-host on Good Morning Greendale, I am I, I would like to put it out that I'm very happy that she uh, did not uh, die and that she did defeat you as part of her hunger strike. It's so, true. She. I, uh, I'm just. I, <laughs> I am oh, pro. It turns out. It turns out the other thing. Uh, she now co-hosts this podcast. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna turn that over to Amalfia now. <laughs> your your new co-host. Uh, she got the podcast in the hunger strike. So uh, it you you caved so hard. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? Um, <laughs> I really did. Uh, she has my power of attorney. It turns out. I mean, you need you need you needed a better lawyer, my friend, on this uh, this situation. <laughs> Look, I, because, I think boy. I, I think I can fight that power of attorney. 
she she is gonna be the new co-host of this that's podcast. fine um, I, you know honestly you know probably pretty good you mm-hmm. know cats are cats are notoriously entertaining yeah, I, so I, I regret to inform you, this will be my last episode of Good Morning Greendale, and starting next week with episode, <laughs> season three, episode 11, uh, Amalthea will be the co-host. I will just be talking to a cat for 60, no, 90 minutes. Uh, all right. Will I so, find enough content? Yes, I will. Absolutely. You know me at this point. Speaking of that content, Mike. Is it time to outsource Mike's bits? I would say so that good good music and it's time for that good 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 shuffle i'm gonna give it three goods because it's i'm feeling so good about being back on the saddle of the podcast so here we go just so you know mike you're now creating 20 different timelines oh you know it all right let's see what we got I hope it's a sex question. Is it it's the sex not, question? It's not. Damn it. It's okay. not. You know, the moment I, I see the sex question, I'm going to be like, it's the sex question. You, made a, one, you made a face and I was look, I was hoping that meant it was a sex question. Continue. I'm, I'm more likely to cheer and throw my hands up. It's the sex question. Um. So this is a non-conversation. I'm pretty sure for both of us. However... We're going to see where it leads because you never know. Have you ever been arrested? If so, for what? Uh, I have never been arrested. Um, okay. That question did make me think about the song Alice's Restaurant because there is a moment in the song when he's like, Kid, we only got one question. Have you ever been arrested? And yeah, and I, I listen to Alice's Restaurant every Thanksgiving as I inherited that tradition from my dad. Sure. Uh, and so I think about that. Like you make a you make a sort of tangential reference to it. I'm going to think about Alice's Restaurant. Um, and that that is my um, that is my sort of replacement for an interesting story. Considering I have <laughs> never been arrested. <laughs> I appreciate your attempt at uh, giving us an interesting story I've uh, gotten, for a question I've that is a no question. A speeding ticket in my life. One speeding ticket, one ticket for expired tags on my license plate. Okay. Those are those are my two run-ins with the law because here's the thing about me, I am not cool. Um <laughs> I like I, how how you're conflating cool with breaking the law. Cool, cool people break the law, mm. um, and I'm not cool. Um, We're normies, if you will. I'm I'm a normie. I would not download a car. Sure. Um. So yeah, I've I've never been arrested. Um. Also, for people uh, counting along at home. Um, we did do a, a currently unreleased episode of Good Morning Greendale Nights, uh, which is why Mike created 20 different timelines instead of 21. You please, never know when that 21 timeline will ever show up. Please, please do not uh, tweet at me and tell me that I was wrong because it is in an episode that it'll it's up on Patreon, but it'll, it'll be released at some point in the future. Um, right now it's sort of the lost episode. Ooh, Ooh I like spooky. it. It's like the lost levels for Mario when the, when the Japanese Mario two was too, too difficult for American audiences. It's true. I don't remember what we said in that uh, episode, Not even a little bit because it was recorded while I thought my cat was maybe going to die. Um, and so honestly that ho- the whole last month has been a blur. 
I'm going to assume it was some difficult content, just like Super, like Mario <laughs> Brothers Two. Sure, yeah. Um, uh, challenging to to interact with and uh, consume. I'm sure there that are means- poison mushrooms that that make you shrink instead of making you sure, grow. Yeah. Um, you know, usually it's on the in this Famicom podcast- disc system, so you got to yep. flip it over to side B. Wow. We, we ported it to that system instead of just being a singular MP3. Uh, yeah, we three, did do that. Three, maybe three people listening to this podcast were like, he mentioned the Famicom disk system. Hell yeah. I thought he said he wasn't cool, but he he's cool. <laughs> you know that's our audience, man. <laughs> that's our audience. It's not just three people that got excited when you mentioned that. Mike, have you ever been arrested? <laughs> no. <laughs> the closest I've gotten was parking tickets at my college. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Because you know what? You, on the weekends, you can park wherever you want. They're not worried about it. But you, you forget to move your car to lot ZZ in Radford. Boy, they're going to get you with a $30 fine. I got one ticket. I don't have $30. I'm a college student. What do you think I'm doing? I got one parking ticket in college. And it was because usually I walked because I, I lived on campus, but I had okay. to I had to to transport an art project across campus. And so I was like, I'm just gonna drive because there's I don't I don't want to try to carry this thing across campus. So I drove. Uh there were no like I had a parking permit, but there were no open spots at the the lot that I needed to park in. Okay. So I used the parking meter. And the meter oh, no. ran out at like, you know, for example, 9.30. And I got a ticket at 9.31 Ooh. because I just barely missed that just mark. Just barely missed it. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. I was That's... also living on campus at the time, but I would often, you know, go to Walmart or go like I would do a lot of weekend visits to uh, my, my now wife uh, at her college or, you know, whatever. So. I was often coming home late and like parking in there and being like, I got to move something. I got, I got, I bought, I bought a waste basket or something and I don't want to carry it all the way from the far, far away uh, parking lot. I'll just do it in the near parking lot. And then I forgot, went to bed and in the morning I got ticket and it just sucks. What can I say? We are a couple of rebels without causes. Literally without a cause, literally just trying to play some video games and fall asleep at a normal hour. Uh yes, cool. Good good card, bro, because like Now, okay. You know what? I, we're 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 at the the whimsy of randomness here. I will say this. This this card can pretty much go three ways. Okay. One one is the way that we got, which is like, no, we we're squares who have never been arrested. We've maybe right. got some speeding tickets. Like right. That's it. All right, cool. Boring question, card. Good job. Mm-hmm. Then there's kind of the like bad way where it's like, yeah, I got arrested for something gross or heinous or um right. or like I got arrested but it was for something I didn't do and it ruined my life and you're like, "Oh, cool. I'm sorry this card brought that up. I'm going to go murder the card makers and then mm-hmm. i too will be arrested and because i'll be a murderer because i've <laughs> killed the makers of this card but boy is that gonna be good content or <laughs> and i think this is what the card was going for zany kooky stories about the time someone yeah. got arrested but how many people who get arrested 
have cool zany kooky stories because i feel like i feel like maybe five percent of the people sure who would ever read this card uh would have zany kooky stories i mean first of all i think 95 of the percent of the people that would buy pod decks and answer this card are similar to us i don't think they're you know nerds sitting in their rooms talking about community (laughs) certainly making a podcast uh but uh, the other five percent is probably uh, zany people at a you know a college party that got out of hand, and then you know f- they found. I mean, that's not even wacky. That's not even zany. What's a, uh, tell me a zany? What what do you what in your mind is like w- this would be a zany reason to get a- arrested? Um. And then and then we'll bounce off and start actually talking about the community the thing we ostensibly talk about. Uh, let's see. Uh, zany arrest stories. Okay. Um, 25 funny and crazy arrest stories. Okay. In 2010, Leon Walker was facing five years in prison for reading his wife's emails. He had wanted to determine if she was cheating on him. Unbeknownst to Walker, it's illegal to read another person's emails without their consent. That's that's not that that's not zany. That's not what wait, wacky or zany. No. Number twenty three. This is a twenty five list. I'm skipping twenty four. Um, twenty three <laughs> and twenty. This listicle isn't as funny as I wanted it to in be. In twenty ten, a Milwaukee man, Tim Duncan, was fined five hundred dollars for disorderly conduct after he swore on a bus. Previous, uh, specifically, he used two four letter words starting with F and S. He was given the fine. At, that's not an arrest, though. That's yeah, a fine. Yeah, it has to be arresting. Not recycling. Not... <laughs> In 2010, officials for the city of Cleveland detailed plans to examine residents' rubbish to make sure locals were recycling, and those that were not would be fined 100... That's a fine. Okay. It's also a fine. Also, that happened... We we did, we did that locally, but there wasn't fines. It was just a, you did good, or you need to work on it a little bit. We're, we're very, like, pro-positive reinforcement, I suppose. Okay, this escalated quickly because 16 <laughs> is not returning a ball. In uh, 2008, 88-year-old Edna Jester refused to give back her neighbor's football when it ended up on her property. She was irate, blah, blah, blah. Her neighbor uh, called the police. The officer arrested. Okay, so she got arrested. Uh-uh, there we go. Uh, when she maintained that she would not hand over the football, which led to charges of petty theft. So 16, <laughs> 16 is a petty theft uh, for not returning a ball that landed in her property. You want to guess, guess what number 15 is? Keep in I'm mind, I, I, said, I said that it escalated quickly. I'm guessing it's murder. Number 15, sex with a picnic table. Not on, <laughs> mind you, with. With a picnic table. In 2008, Art is Price this a, Is Jr. this a sequel to Sex in an Elevator? Art Price Jr. was arrested for having sex with a picnic table. To make a strange situation even stranger, it turned out that Price had an extensive history of sexual relations with outdoor well, furniture. Well, of course. As witnessed by his neighbors on at least four separate occasions. Sure. 14, <laughs> shouting I, I like at trees. T- I do appreciate that it, it takes four times uh-huh. to get the, the guy who have, has sex with uh, that. But I, I guess there is the rogue pooper, so. Mm-hmm. 14 shouting pooper, at sorry. shouting at trees while naked. Um 
sex with street signs, number 10. There's a lot of sex with things. Um, anyways, let's, let's stop talking about sex with picnic tables. Let's do a podcast about season three, episode 10, regional holiday music. It's a Christmas episode. You, you, you know, I do want to point out, though, that I did mention the Mad Pooper, and it, it the, the Mad Pooper was an identified woman in Colorado Springs, Colorado. So I want I wanted to know if you had any thoughts about about that specifically. Uh, I thought you were making a uh, reference to Bob's Burgers, uh, where there's an episode where there's the Mad Pooper. Um, Ex- Excellent. Just wonderful. Uh, as far as Colorado Springs, I would also poop on Colorado Springs. So <laughs> regional holiday music. Uh, he can say it. Not not me, because he's from there. It's a it's the Christmas episode. It's the season three Christmas episode. Uh, it starts out in the cafeteria. Abed is talking about plans for Christmas. He wants to watch the 1981 Inspector's Space Time holiday special. It's a special so bad that the creator had his knighthood revoked. It definitely feels like a reference to the Star Wars holiday special. It um, absolutely is. Have you ever seen the Star Wars holiday special? I was hoping you would ask. I have not. I've watched the first 10 minutes of it. Uh, because someone uploaded, so you, you remember back in the day when YouTube would only let you upload 10 minute clips Oh sure. Yeah. Uh, as a way to curtail piracy and then people would just split episodes into three sure. uh, TV into three videos and people not paying for them didn't care about how it, you had to load three videos because yeah, yeah. it's better than paying for things. It's um, true. Anyways, uh, so, support us on Patreon. Uh, we're just about at that ten minute mark, so uh, we we're gonna split have to into a new MP3. We're gonna have to, yeah, split into new MP3. Join us next time. No, just kidding. So, <laughs> join us in three um, minutes. Anyways, so someone had uploaded the first ten minutes of the Star Wars Holiday Special to YouTube. I imagine you can probably find the whole dang thing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was like way back when I was in college, and. Uh, yeah, they they uploaded the first 10 minutes. Um it is maybe the worst thing I have ever I have ever seen. Now, um, I I do think that I I I've read enough about it and I know enough about what 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 some of the actors were under when they were doing it. So it's kind of in my head like almost uh has this like mythic quality of it being kind of like uh, like not horror particularly, but like knowing that you know somebody is like high as a kite and could do anything, and I don't know what's going to happen, even though it was filmed years and decades ago, has this kind of like anticipatory horror to it for me that feels weird, and I don't know how to describe it better than that. Well, I will say this: the most of the first ten minutes has no dialogue uh, because it is all about. Chewbacca's family, uh, okay. where so Han is trying to get Chewie back to his family in time for Life Day, mm-hmm. and that is on Kashyyyk, right? That is on Kashyyyk. Um, Excellent. And uh, and then it cuts to his family, where his family is like doing household Wookie stuff, and I think his wife is in like an apron because, of course, she freaking is. Um, and it's all just it's all just wookie noises. There is no <laughs> human dialogue 
for the vast majority of the first 10 minutes of the Star Wars holiday special. It is a it is a truly painful thing to watch. It is um, a choice to start with, man. Woo. But it is it is absolutely this is absolutely a reference to the Star Wars holiday special because at the end when Abed is is actually watching the Inspector Space Time special, sure. They pull out a little like metal plate with that that turns into a hologram with a with a band playing some some like cheesy music. Sure. That is a direct reference to the Star Wars Holiday Special because they do that. They got, uh, geez, some band. I'm I'm gonna look this up. Um, I I do love that. Like this episode is very much of. I know this is a reference to it, and I have not interfaced with what it's referencing at all. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to further discussions. Although I do I do have a just a amazing anecdote for myself coming up soon so i just want to let you know that ben uh jefferson starship was uh, amazing yeah so so there was a hologram of jefferson starship playing uh some music and so this is a a very direct reference to the star wars holiday special also b arthur was in the star wars holiday special did you know okay, that so I was about to say the jefferson starship is pretty good based on the name there's a lot of similarity there but b arthur yeah, so B. Arthur, uh, I did not see this part because it's not in the first 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> but uh, B. Arthur plays a woman who's running the Moss Eisley can- uh, Cantina. Um, okay, okay, sure. And uh, so, yeah, freaking B. Arthur, one of the one of the freaking golden girls is in the Star Wars holiday special. Amazing. It's I can't I can't wild. wait till Disney plus uh, Disney puts it on Disney plus. It'll be great. Um, anyways, I do not recommend watching the Star Wars Holiday Special. It is bad. Um, anyways, we have talked more about the Star Wars Holiday Special than this episode of Community. So, uh, they, (laughs) (laughs) uh, it would just be like us to be like, I I love Community. Let us talk about Star Wars for 45 minutes. Look, I'm just going to throw this out there um patreon bonus episode where we watch the star wars holiday special we can we can do I that was, for this ho- this christmas i was hoping let's, you'd ask let's let's I do that you never would let's track down I let's track so down a copy want to let's do let's do that perfect all right cool like i am <laughs> so down like that sounds like that sounds like way more fun than titanic where the second half of it was just us being sad uh-huh uh, so they're all talking about their holiday plans. Uh, Annie is going to go to the movies with her bubby, um, mm-hmm. which Troy uh, mistakes for booby. Uh-huh. Yep. He sure does. Uh, Abed is a little sad because everything's been so sad and dark and angry. And he's just like, I wanted to have some fun with a family as a family. Um, and boy, here's when the Glee Club comes in. And boy... <laughs> There's a lot. I I was a uh, so uh, as a background on me, I was part of not Glee Club per se, but Chamber Choir. Uh, so I get I do get that people might not want to be surprised by a singing group of teenagers, uh, but at least we were singing madrigals and not uh-huh. uh, you know like you know Renaissance kind of sound, not like uh, a hip hop remixes um, of things, but still still. You know, you go to a place and you want to see the the chamber choir. You don't want to be surprised by the chamber choir, which we have, which I remember doing. And people were like, 
uh oh, this is happening here now. It's like it's like surprising somebody with improv. Like yeah, if somebody I was... si- if somebody is like signed up for an improv situation, uh-huh, so you're uh-huh. like, okay, yes, I'm in the space. I'm here to do, like going to the Blue Man Group. Great, I love it. There's things happening. It, you know, it's improv-y kind of, and like I might be messed with. But if you're walking down the street and a Blue Man Group shows up, you're like, I did not sign up for this. This feels like it should be illegal. Uh huh. Yeah, no, I was just about to say it is very much like like improv because it's it's a very different energy to go sit down in an auditorium and have people do hip hop music, uh, Christmas music remixes, exactly, or or like be like, oh, um, I I need a I need a suggestion for a place two people might meet, pet store, Alcoholics Anonymous. Okay, okay, um, uh, uh. Serial killer convention. Okay, cool. I heard pet store. Um, and then like banana factory. Um, also, I don't. I don't know if this is a thing that you've noticed when improv troops spring into existence miraculously in front of you, I, but I, the, I, the 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 imagery is so so vast here. The problem. So like when you go when you go watch when you go to an improv thing. Okay. It's this like controlled environment. When when improv springs up in front of you, I feel like ninety eight percent of the time, the way that that improv troops improv in in the wild is just by being louder. Like, sure, yeah. So it's not it's not even just like, hey man, let's uh, okay, cool. So we're at a pet store. Hey hey man, uh, how how much are your parrots? Uh, Oh, we we all of our parrots are dead. Like that's fine. <laughs> you know, you got it. You got a yes and with dead parrots. But it's just like in the wild. It's like, hey, okay, cool. So we're at a pet store. Yeah. Oh, um, hey man, my how anaconda much, don't want none. How much for your parrot? Our our parrots are dead. And you're just like, this is audio poison. This is absolutely also- <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I'm trying. Well- I'm trying to eat my bagel in peace, sir. <laughs> It's not only audio poison in the concept and the the scenario you've built, but, but also, also in this podcast. Po- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> banana factory. <laughs> okay, I heard banana factory. Um and that's where we we sit through the rest of this podcast episode where we do improv for you. Yeah, no. No, just, but I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, springing improv on somebody sh- is loud and should be illegal. It should be a disturbance of the peace. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, we will have a live. Sh- no, I'm just kidding. There's a Christmas pageant coming. Uh, with and the the plans are to just nail the Christmas pageant, and then next stop regionals. Pierce is like, what in the hell are regionals? Which, they never you know, stop talking about it. You know, uh, I'm with Pierce on this one. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe, this is, maybe it's because I wasn't in any sort of performance troupe. But I mean, yes, uh, <laughs> I, I, I have done like all county and all state and stuff. So it's like I get it, all district. We never called them regionals, but it's kind of the same thing. I do love, I do love that this is basically just taking Glee down a peg yet again for community. It's just so good. Um, I do want to point out Jeff is suspiciously quiet. Yeah. So, uh, and and everyone else points it out. They're just like, I, th- Jeff, this is your kind of thing to just make fun of, and 
He's just like, wait for it. And then that's when Chang comes in with a cease and desist. Because uh, Glee Club, meet ASCAP. Unlicensed material was being performed and Glee Club just became History Club. Yes. And ASCAP is the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers. And they protect musical copyrights and have been doing it since 1914. Uh, for those of us that didn't know what ASCAP was, including myself, because I I, I looked it up because I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm, it made sense in the plot. Now it makes sense in real life. The Glee Club melts down. They start screaming and, and stabbing themselves with forks. and Eating just... the cease and desist. Uh, Chang and the study group are celebrating the schadenfreude until the meltdown kind of gets to a point where people are stabbing themselves. Um, and the study group's like, we were never here, and then runs. Uh, so in the study room, we find out from the dean that the Glee Club is all recovering from a collective nervous breakdown. And to think they were just this close to regionals. What the hell are regionals? Again, we, we, we reference regionals quite a lot. No one ever explains what they are. The dean then brings in the Glee Club instructor, Corey Radisson, uh, played by Taryn Killam of Mad TV and SNL fame. He's fantastic. I love him very much. He's, he's, a, he's a cool dude. He, uh, he insists, just call me Mr. Rad or Corey. <laughs> just don't call me late for dinner. Uh, w- he and, and the uh, dean have a very touchy-feely relationship uh but troy does call him human fro-yo that's a great way to describe it's an a person incredible way to describe a person because if you describe like if if i was like oh hey i i uh i met my new co-worker today and you were like oh how is he i'm like he's like human fro-yo you would know exactly the type like yeah, you, yeah. you would need no further description you would know it's like got it nailed it understood uh, Mr. Rad tells a group that, you know, the previous Glee Club died in that bus crash. You guys stepped up. It's time to step up again. You know, you got it and you got to bring your best. Your best is not good enough. Ten times that I will yell at you. The gang really does not want to do it. Um, but the dean kind of. See, he, he's like, they, don't, they you, pass, don't you hurt they, him? Yeah, they pass. And Mr. Rad's like, OK, and walks away. And the dean is just like, you do not hurt him. It's very, very funny how protective the dean is of Mr. Rad. It, it's shocking, hilariously. In the hallway, Annie is worried that they let Mr. Rad down um, because they're, and then they kind of like talk about what it was like when they were part of Glee Club. And uh, Troy, I believe, calls it a weird, happy musical fog. And then Britta suggests. Yeah, it was almost like being on ecstasy, only instead of having pointless conversations and dancing like idiots. Wait. It was exactly like being on ecstasy. That's what worries me about this. Somebody else calls Mr. I think it's Mr. Rad. I took my notes a month ago uh, because originally originally, uh, we were going to do this episode and then uh, we had to scrap it at the last minute. So I I took my notes for for the the lost Good Morning Greendale nights. Um, Uh, But I think I think they describe Mr. Rad as part Manson, part Hanson. Yes, that's um, Jeff's suggestion, um, and suggests that no one let him let him, don't let him corner you, or else we'll be caring about regionals. And that's when Abed goes to go talk to Mister Rad. Well, he hears um, kind of a piano is like I'm going to go follow that, and finds Mister Rad in the cafeteria. Um, and when asked why he's doing this, Mister Rad wanted to give the piano quote another tinkle um, before he started taking everything down because no Glee Club means no pageant, and that means. No Christmas. 
Uh, my notes also here point out that Abed is wearing a, a shirt that just has a hamburger on it that just says hamburger. Um, it's, I mean, you know, when you when you have a self-describing shirt, you got to wear mm-hmm. it. Yeah, no, I I, I totally dig it. Um, I just I wanted to call that out. Uh, it's a cool shirt, Abed. Good job. Um, cool shirt, Abed. Great job. Um, boy, I just turned <laughs> Tim and Eric Austin's show. Great job just now. So I loved that show and like five people understand that reference. Yeah, I've never seen it. So you're you're talking to a brick yeah, wall. Yeah, I'm here. talking to somebody out there in this parasocial relationship we have. Give me I, I need a suggestion for a show that everyone has seen. Tim and Tim Eric, Tim- Eric awesome show, great job. Okay, I heard The Simpsons. Um <laughs> I heard Frasier. Of course, we always hear Frasier. Damn it. Uh so uh <laughs> This, Mr. Rad starts singing a song. Um, I only know I only wrote down a couple of lines from it. The first is "Glee is a feeling that you you get when your brain finally lets your heart in its pants." Yeah, um, the, the, the songs are all very good, but I wrote down very little of them. <laughs> and then, yeah, notes in this episode are very sparse because I would say this show, uh, this episode, is probably about fifty percent music by weight. And I'm um, fine with I, I as a person that does like musicals, I do appreciate that. Uh so and then the only other line I wrote down from this song is uh everything's cooler when cameras are spinning, which is Abed's yes, line because the camera the camera spins around spinning them. around. Because Abed's gotta be meta at all at all mm-hmm. times. I do appreciate that Abed uh so as Mr. Rad is singing, he gets up and the piano continues to play. And Abed's like, Hey, the piano is still playing. How did you do that? <laughs> um yeah, and then he uh, he he decides to get uh, try to get his friends in the pageant, and Mister Rad's like, "Thank you, thank you," and gets really sinister as he walks away. It's weird. Over at apartment three hundred three, uh, Troy is uh, just hanging out, eating a sandwich. I, I think. No, I got I gotta talk about this sandwich. It's 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 weirdly cut. It it looks like it's to me. It was like like you got the full uh, square 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 bread, but it's like cut. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like it's cut with o- only one of the corners have been removed, but slightly acute. So it's just like this weird angle, and it bothered me because it's like okay, they clearly didn't want him want him to bite into a full sandwich. But they give the illusion that he's eaten some of it, but it's a straight line, so he's definitely cut it. I'm very confused. I literally, I did not note the sandwich. So I'm pulling up the episode right now <laughs> just to look at a sandwich. You know what? This is what podcasts are for, the minutiae. I'm waiting for Hulu to ask if I'm depressed because I've loaded up this episode three times in the last month. Um, Are you depressed? We noticed that you watched this this Christmas special for Community three times in October. Uh, okay, so I'm watching it now. They're talking about Glee. Sure, like the, he when he's it just, humming, it just looks like he's. It just looks like he took the bite, took bites out of the corner. I don't. Oh, I don't know about this. Oh no, I. I mm. I gotta look at it again because I'm okay. gonna pull it up on Hulu too. Okay, okay. This is this is getting this is getting intense. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> screenshot this for later. Yes, that that is that is a good choice to make. the uh, The screenshot I think is a good idea. I am going to mute the episode because I do not need to listen to it. I just need to look at a sandwich. Where's the sandwich? Um, Where'd it go? 
It it looks it looks no I'm gonna I'm gonna message this to you. It looks like a normal sandwich, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it just okay, it no, looks no, like no, no, no. Okay, no, no, no. Hold on. You, you're you're taking it when it's on the on the plate. What I'm talking about is when it's in his hands. Okay, okay. Uh, I just right. I closed I closed the episode. Well, now I've got to go load to, it you up. You know I'm going to take a screenshot now. Now this is a thing now. Okay. All right. Welcome, welcome to Sandwich Gate Hour One. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm happy with this. I'm fine. This is good. I'm having a good time. I hope Ben is too. I did not expect to be talking about this damn sandwich. Um, I was okay. I right. I was like maybe he's eating a sandwich. I think question mark. And you're like I've written a five page <laughs> manifesto about this sandwich. I I, I have I. Have <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've got the Zapruder film. It's great. Don't worry about it. And then he picks up the sandwich and then back and to the left. Back <laughs> and to the left. What are we doing? We're looking at <laughs> pictures of sandwiches, you <laughs> okay, nightmare no, human. More, more accurately, what am I doing? Um, okay, so I've sent you an image. It's, it's, it's faded because that's what Hulu wanted to do. That is a straight line. Uh, on the the cut of the sandwich that is not a that that doesn't imply to me that he's eaten it it implies to me that he's he's like ripped part of it off but in a straight line like it does it looks it's it's odd it's weird it, it, it doesn't make sense to me i got a better picture here for you thank and, you that um, is that is what i'm talking about for the guy who's ready to go as a pruder film on this you took Look, a crappy screenshot i'm just isn't gonna- that also, isn't that kind of the point of the Zapruder film, too? I mean, okay, it looks like... Okay, I can I can kind of see what you're talking about. It looks like he basically nibbled a straight line off of that sandwich. With in- impeccable accuracy. Okay. Because um, a, a bite mark is going to be curved, because that's how the mouth works. Yes. There's no, no curve I, I, here. I don't. I don't disagree with how mouth mouths work. Thank you. So um, I'm. I'm thinking. Did they make it this way so that he, he? But he never takes a bite on camera, does he? He puts it down before he because the humming starts. But but so they didn't need to keep this continuity. This is a continuity thing that they did for no reason. Why not just have it full? Why not just have the full sandwich? And he's sitting down to eat it with the. You can see in this picture that the soda can isn't even popped yet. Uh huh. Okay. Um, I I don't. I just there's some choices that were made here. That I don't. I, just I don't have any. Don't follow agree up. with. I don't have any follow up to this. <laughs> you know what? I mean, me me un- unveiling the mask of me being a deeply disturbed person is fine enough. I'm. F- I, we there's no joke here except for me. I understand that. I I I was about to say I'm a sandwich truther and I don't like that. <laughs> uh. Okay. So there's there's some there's some odd there's some odd sandwich uh stuff going on. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. Uh, back into the well, let's left. see how much of that part that, l- that stays in the podcast. straight that that line down the sandwich goes back into the left. Um, right, that's it all sure I'm does. gonna say. Um, so I'm gonna look uh, at that sandwich again. It looks like a good sandwich. The problem is, it looks like a very good sandwich. I want to eat that sandwich. Oh, I think I'm hungry. <laughs> Troy is eating a sandwich. 
allegedly. Of which apparently there certainly can't be anything else to say about this damned sandwich. Troy is allegedly mid-sandwich. Allegedly. That's clearly what they want us to think. That's when Abed comes in. Uh, and he's he's kind of humming uh, the song that he was singing with Mr. Rad, and uh, Troy abandons this this sandwich that he was allegedly eating, um, <laughs> and he's like, "Abed, you look gleeful," and uh, Abed's like, "Yeah, I decided to help out Mr. Rad, and I think you should too." And that's that's uh, when Troy is like, "Look, I'm I'm even if like." I'm always game to do whatever you want to do, but like I'm a Jehovah's Witness. I'm not supposed to celebrate Christmas. And this is when Abed suggests a loophole. Maybe you pretend to be into Christmas to infiltrate it and take down the holiday from within. And then a pretty good rap happens. I do like that they go into their little blanket fort bedroom and then it cuts to this uh, rap video where the background is just really big. Like it looks like a, 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 bl- a bunch of blankets sewn together. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty very good, good. It's a pretty good detail uh, that honestly, I don't think I caught maybe the first two times I watched this episode. I, I will right. give it's it to them for detail. that detail. It's it's pretty good. Um, so uh, yeah, it's a it's a rap uh, video with a bunch of Christmas backup dancers. Again, I did I, not I, write down really any of the lyrics uh, sure. other than it's we have good, to save though. Christmas to save our friends. Uh, they're both wearing like I think jumpsuits or something with like patches that have uh, a Christmas tree but crossed out, which is very funny. I like it's, how it's all very good. Like it's hard I, to argue how good this is. I like how you'll you'll introduce a twenty five minute segment about the oddity of the sandwich, and they're like, "Yeah, they're wearing like jumpsuits or something." I don't know. Look, I didn't. I, I didn't w- notice. I focused on the important things, Ben. If you notice, that sandwiches. sandwich was, was was cut very roughly. The edge is not a a solid cut, and it is cut as approximately a thirty degree angle. Now, it's if you look at frame thirty seven. Anyways, yeah, they were wearing jumpsuits or something. It's fine. I feel like I need to have like a laser pointer and pointing at specific parts of the sandwich of like, this is the false flag. You know how, you know how uh, people in here in COVID times have been doing um, uh, PowerPoint parties where like, yes, everyone gives Mm -hmm. a PowerPoint presentation about ludicrous subjects. Oh, you know, my whole PowerPoint is about this sandwich, this one, two second, two frame shot. I yes. want to see. I want to see that PowerPoint about the sandwich. Um, like you, you oh, might man. think I'm being sarcastic, but no, I want to see that PowerPoint because you know that I can do it justice, and I know, <laughs> I know you, I know you know that I can do that. Annie comes in to this uh, thing, and she's like, "Hey, uh, you guys rapping?" And like, "Yep, you want to join us?" And she's like, "Yeah, you guys never." Wait a minute. This is right. about they never to... they never invite her to to rap, and Troy suggests that they need all hands on deck to get to regionals. What the hell are regionals? Yeah, so uh, which is you know, basically the way you know that somebody has been uh, uh, I don't know how to describe it, glee snatched. Okay, I don't love the term, but I've got nothing better. So, I mean, I'm playing off of the same reference that they're playing off of with the invasion of the body snatchers. Uh, but we'll get to that, I suppose. 
so the next day, uh, they go to the study room. The study room has been rearranged uh, to rehearse for the pageant. There's no table. Mm-hmm. There's just a bunch of chairs and a guy on a piano. Yep. There's a whole riser system going on. It's there. Yeah. The the accompanist. He's there. Um, and Troy and Troy and Abin are like, well, sorry guys, we had to, we had to uh, change the space for to rehearse uh, for the pageant. Um, and then Troy targets Pierce. His generation invented music. Annie tells him that Troy is just pandering to Pierce's demographics, documented historical vanity. And boy, did that did that line hit hard. Uh, I was googling something. What did you say? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I'm just talking through the the episode. Uh, but the uh, Annie telling him that Troy is just pandering to Pierce's demographics, documented historical vanity, is like, mm-hmm. oh, that 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 just like is a dagger. It's such a great line, and this leads directly into the song "Baby Boomer Santa." Yes, I was. I was just. I was trying to Google. Who the accompanist, accompanist, the pianist was, mm-hmm. um, because I was like, he looked familiar, and I was concerned that maybe they went totally hardcore and got a uh, the a guy from the show Glee. Okay, but I only I only watched one episode of uh, one uh, season of Glee, and um, was he in that ep- uh, season of Glee? I don't I don't know. It does not. The Wikipedia article does not say. Mm. who the accompanist uh, pianist was i can't Mm -hmm. say accompanist uh i'm just gonna google stuff uh for some great audio poison um i'm looking at the uh uh the community sitcom fandom wiki uh they do not seem to they do not seem to to suggest him okay maybe Uh, he's just gotta maybe he's just gotta look um Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just gotta have a pianist. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Um Oh, there's so many random uh so many random people in this episode. Uh Glee Club girl, Glee Club person. So I did okay, I did find on the page uh under the list of meta references, because that's something you need on the community wiki, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Under the parody sub subheader, the pianist seen as the gang walk into the study room resembles Brad Ellis, who played the quiet pianist in Glee, often seen in the background of musical numbers. That's it. Okay. Okay. So so it's not actually the guy, but they did deliberately try to make him look like the guy. Okay. That's what it <laughs> yep. Cool. Yeah, I'm I glad watched- we found I'm glad we cut about 45 or uh, 13 minutes out of our podcast while we searched that. <laughs> and yet I didn't cut anything from that sandwich rant, but, um, or but did yeah, you, w- if you want the full sandwich rant, go to our Patreon. I will say that where we can finally um, speak the truth. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I will say one very truthiness thing about this episode <laughs> is that, um, I watched one season of Glee because like I was like I don't expect to like it and then I like someone got me to watch it. Sure. And then I was like I I watched the whole first season and I was like oh man like I I'm just I'm so involved. I I need to know what happens next. And then the f- season ended and then that spell got broken. Mm-hmm. Like 
I was just like, why did I watch that whole season? And I never watched another episode of Glee again in my life. But like, there's just something about it that's just like, mm, you get, like you, you get sucked you, into it gets, the... it gets in you, and then bam, you're a Glee person now, baby. You can't you can't get out until someone <laughs> knocks it back out of you. I, it's 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 so that's good. how it works. Yeah, it's, uh, you get under that Glee spell, which is what happens to Pierce at the end of Baby Boomer Santa. Uh, yeah, he, jo- baby, he joins baby in Boomer, and sings along. Baby Boomer Santa is uh, just a bunch of different styles of music, all the way from the fifties to the modern modern day, talking about how great uh, baby boomers are. So it does also include a pretty good Bob Dylan from Troy, which I just enjoyed. But yes, uh, the pandering to the baby boomers. The the demographic that really just needs to be pandered to for once. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, everyone is just like, oh, man, baby boomers, you you we forgot about you a long time ago. You're not in power anymore and you, you don't no, nothing is ever done for you anymore. And you so, gave a, you gave us all of your wealth as millennials. Yeah, you, you pass that down to us and we're we're doing great now. And, um, you know, it's, it's about time we threw you a bone here. Here's this cool song about how cool you are. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's totally cool. We know cool. our history. Yeah, yeah, it's totally cool. Um, I do have uh, a note in here about uh, Baby Boomer Santa that just says, it's just one word, Kitar. <laughs> sometimes the guitar is important there there have been entire episodes where a guitar is part of the plot in this show so mm-hmm. uh, but that's mostly chang the end of baby boomer santa does have pierce saying you're welcome for everything in the world so thanks boomers um thanks for this cool world that i live in now um and then yep. uh you, we you did a good, great job designing it we we go to uh, Mr. Rad, who is sort of uh, designing the the pageant. He's got little mm-hmm. little uh, uh, figures for each of the the people who's going to be in the pageant. Mm-hmm. And he um, says uh, he says to Abed that Britta is going to be playing a tree. Mm-hmm. Well, because he's he says you need to get Annie or Shirley because they can be the uh, Christmas cr- uh, queen, and then. Abed says, There's also Britta. Britta's adorable! So surely you're Annie for the Christmas Queen. There's a leaf on Britta's head. She's playing a tree! And it's gonna be so fun! Uh, this is when Annie comes in. It's like, who authorized you to rearrange the study room? And this, this was a trap. My note here just says, Annie gets cornered by a cord. Which she does. Because oh, it's like just that. like, Oh... Uh, Okay. Anyway, that was, that was that I'm sure was comedy was, or uh, sound. Sort, poison. It was sort of in tune. It could have been. I, it I honestly could have been worse. I can't do two voices at once. Yeah, it could have been worse. Um, but yeah, Mr. Rad and Abed do the chord, and then Troy was hiding behind the door and closes it, and then also sings along. It's very funny. It is. It's you. You can definitely tell it's starting to get into horror movie tropes. Um, but we go to the student lounge where Jeff, Shirley, and Britta are talking, and Shirley is scared to go in the study room. There's too many top hats. Uh, it's a legitimate fear. So uh, Annie comes up, and I, um, I do. Sorry, before Annie comes up, Britta does wish they could stop all this. Um, that even though the stakes aren't really that high, that just makes it scarier, which is very funny to me. 
It is it is a very good line. Um Annie comes up and she's like, uh, Jeff, I know what Mr. Rad's up to. Um, I, I just need to show you something. And so she pulls him into a room full of costumes and she changes into a what I called a sexy Santa et. And I called it a sexy Mrs. Claus dress, but yeah, fair enough. <laughs> she's she's like, Yeah, you know, we just we're we're a shoe-in for regionals. What the hell are regionals? And then I l- I do like how regionals is the like the the like y- this is when you know you've been uh, glee snatched is that uh-huh. that that you say that um, Jeff does try to talk some sense into her including the fact that she's Jewish uh, but then she sings a song that is a blatant parody of all the songs that infantilize uh, women's sexuality uh-huh. um, Jeff even at one point is like is this a bit. Yeah, it's a song called uh, Teach Me How to Understand Christmas, which is uh, her doing a progressively more babyish, sexy baby Santa thing, uh, which yeah. literally just ends with the line, boopy doopy doop boop sex. Right. It does. It does just decide to remove any subtext it had already. Um so I do. I did find when I was searching how I wanted to discuss this song um, yes. that this might be a meta reference uh, because Alison Brie did an online skit called Christmas Idol, where she's uh, dressed in a Santa's helper outfit while singing Santa Baby, and uh, had Betty Boop's signature catchphrase. So it seems to be a nod to that. Okay. And there's so many levels uh, mm-hmm. here. It's a but, yeah. That also says that Megan Gans, uh, famous writer for Community, explained that that song was supposed to be a satire of the way of those Santa Baby songs infantilize women's sexuality. Of course, it's Alison Brie doing it, so it's going to be sexy. I There's diminishing returns, as Jeff points out, to how sexy it can be, there, but that's you know that's what they're going for. Yeah, she she loses me a little bit uh, at Wayne Hurdy Understandy Christmas. It does turn into like... Uh, when I think when Leela in Futurama becomes like a baby mm-hmm. or when all, no, in the, uh, the, when they all kind of de-age due to the chronotons, I think, and they have to find the fountain of uh, age or whatever. I should I mean, remember more. About I mean, she, Futurama. she only turns into a teenager, but there's the episode I, where they all get, they all become dumb from the, the brain spawn. That's and also then they, they say a lot of mm-hmm. stupid stuff. Um, ow, yeah. fire hot. The professee will help. Oh yes, <laughs> I, I love I Excellent. love the line. I love the you line. The professee will help. It's yeah. it's one of my uh, favorite Futurama lines of all time. Y- you know what's a good show that we should do a podcast about? Uh, Futurama. Futurama? Okay. Yeah, I think that would yeah. be a good podcast. Yeah, we'll call it like Back to the Futurama or something. Oh, that's a bit. Isn't that a bit on the nose? Eh, a little bit, um, maybe. Eh, um, we'll, we'll workshop it. Uh, so yes, uh, she does a, she does like a sex, ba- sexy now, baby Santa. Yes. I like how my jokes are now callbacks to things that I've done. Hey, you, you spend three years doing a thing. You're allowed to call back to it. Alison Brie is calling back to her sexy Santa baby thing. We're calling back to our last podcast. This, this is just how, you, this is how you do it. <laughs> yes, it is. Back to the future. I'm a dot net. Annie is in. Um, she's she's full on in for mm-hmm. regionals. What the hell are regionals? And trying to get Jeff in. Well, and hopefully that means about the Glee. Uh, but again, boopy doopy doop boop sex. 
um, back in the student lounge, uh, Pierce walks up and, and Shirley and Britt are like, stay back. Don't even hum. And Pierce is like, I'm not planning on singing, but they might. And then he brings out a whole children's choir who sings a very specific song to Shirley about um, uh, that. I feel like baking, <laughs> but I don't know who to, whose name to put on it. The school can't tell me. And the Constitution says the state can't either. And then Shirley just can't help it. But because she's going to sing about Jesus. Uh, and this is when Britta runs away screaming. I I do like that it's a whole song about how school can't teach them about Jesus. Yeah, it's like it's pretty what a, funny. What a Christmas song! <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Um, so Britta has run away, and he she's in the hallway, and she's like, Jeff. Oh, thank goodness, it's just you and me now. And then Jeff turns around and's like. And it, this is this is the clear reference to the invasion of the body snatchers. Uh, I do not have a, a reference point. I don't. I've not seen that movie. However, I have an anecdote for you that I think you will enjoy. Okay. There is a short from the Looney Tunes called "Invasion of the Bunny Snatchers." Okay. When I was a kid, and and this this is like a twelve minute short. It's probably like if I went back and watched it, I'd be like. This is hilarious because it's like playing with like animation style and things like that. Like it's the kind of thing I like. But when I was a kid, I didn't understand it. And I had like a whole month of nightmares because I watched this <laughs> this short. And the nightmare didn't even have anything to freaking do with the short. It was just I'll, I'll even describe the nightmare. Hopefully I don't have it tonight. I I don't know if I still would have it. <laughs> but I was I'd be watching I, I watched this and then I, in the, my dream, I'd be I going to hit my microphone for no reason. I would be watching, uh, uh, the, uh, the road runner and the coyote, Wiley coyote, as you do. And then I, all I would see is the road runner would just explode. Then Wiley coyote would come onto the screen and be like, yay. And like eat, like eat the exploded road runner. <laughs> Then he would look at camera and he would explode. And here's where it got really scary. Okay. I would watch myself walk up, eat some of the coyote, and then <laughs> I would explode. <laughs> and like my mom sent me to therapy for this and I needed it. It's terrifying when you're like, I don't even know how old I was, but like to think about yourself exploding. And watching uh, you explode, it's terrifying. I I don't I don't know that I've ever seen that episode, but I did pull up uh, LooneyTunes.fandom.com slash wiki slash invasions of the mm -hmm. invasion of the bunny snatchers. It's got a it's got a bunch of screenshots uh, mm -hmm. of it. Um, I could see why maybe it would give you dreams about you exploding after eating exploded coyote meat after the coyote eats exploded Roadrunner meat. Look, I, 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 first off, I'm just amazed that I've, I, I feel like I've told that story before, but it is, it, it is a story that I've, that has like, it's, it's, it's in there in my head. Like it's horrifying. Oh man, it's, I'm it's, looking at it now and it's, there's some <laughs> scary stuff in this. It sounds pretty horrifying. Um, oh so, man. Uh, oh God. I'm looking at the picture of the, 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 the bad bugs with the ax. Oh my God. That is terrifying. 
Okay, yep. I can't wait to have that nightmare tonight. I look forward to explaining it to my wife why I'm having a nightmare about Bugs Bunny. Excellent. Uh, I look forward to hearing that story tomorrow. Um, look, if I do actually have that, I might even just record something and send it over to you to put in right here. Excellent. So, and, if, and if I didn't have that nightmare, you didn't just hear anything just now. But if I did, here it is. <laughs> so thanks, th- thanks friend I, I i always appreciate how much there for you you are or for me you are uh-huh. yeah. oh yeah i'm always here for me yeah absolutely so <laughs> um <laughs> so uh it's time for the anyway, british screams. pageant <laughs> it's, it's time for the christmas pageant um they're all getting ready and then they're like yeah we you know we'll do this and uh it's under it's it's under regionals what the hell are regionals uh no mr rad says it's on to regionals what the hell are regionals someone is, says i thought this was regionals what the hell are regionals that was pierce and he's like don't let my confusion uh, deflate the occasion um mr rad tells abed that he couldn't have done it without his skills and abed is happy because we're finally singing and dancing together instead of ending the semester on a dark note and mr rad's like it's going to be a great time. It's going to keep rolling on to regionals, to sectionals, to semis, to semi-regionals, to regional semis, to national lower zone semis. And Abed says, well, I thought this was just like a one-time thing. And then Mr. S oh, says, no, no, no this no. is forever. This is what we do now. This is who we are. And he he's like, he's, Taryn Killam just is amazing because he's like, not looking at Abed, he's kind of like cocked his head and is staring off into the middle distance through Abed. It's the perfect performance for that line. Um, and this this so, is when Abed uh, realizes that um, he's he's made a huge mistake. Yep. Uh, and Abed, uh, while the pageant is starting, tells uh, Britta that you need to be the Mouse King instead of me. It's an emergency, even though you're supposed to be a mute tree. Um, so in, when when it's time for Abed to come on stage, Britta comes out singing off key and has no idea what the lyrics are. I I do I do want to point out that they start they start singing and it is exactly as bad as I ever expected a Glee Christmas pageant to be. Sure, it's like I mean I'll 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 add in a sound yeah, clip yeah. here, but it's it's bad. Like I would not I would not want to be at this thing. We are planning Christmas when we sing. We will sing together throughout everything. <laughs> it does not uh, sound do, enjoyable. I especially sure. don't want it to pop up in front of me while I'm trying to, to do fair, other things. To be fair, this isn't a pop up. They came for this. No, they're, they're, but I wouldn't go to it. I don't want to well, be no, at I it. I don't want it to come saying. to me. <laughs> No, I understand what you're saying, but the the th- the event that happened at the beginning of the episode and this event are you know the the first pr- the second one is definitely consented to because people came to it and there's programs and everything. Um, when Britta comes out, the dean it leads to the famous dean line. Oh, Britta's in this. I'm still I'm still slightly upset that we didn't call our podcast wait britta's in this um yeah it would be good it, it would, it would be, have been it would be a similar in joke to people that have seen community instead of if for what we try to be inclusive would be very exclusive <laughs> 
our logo is pretty exclusive as well, though. It's true. It's like, it, hey, you gotta you gotta be okay with looking at a butt every time we talk. It took a whole two season, uh, a whole season, and then a few episodes before anyone new to community was like, "What the hell is this logo that looks like a butt?" <laughs> Just to find out, it was a butt. It was a it butt, was the, a whole butt the whole time. So anyway, it's, wait, Brit is in this would have been a, a great name for a podcast. I'm not arguing if, that. If you, if you start your own community <laughs> podcast, you can have that. I just, I want there to be a podcast called Wait, Brit is in this. Ben will subscribe to your podcast. Britta does her really bad singing. She's off key. Uh, she's like, it's Christmas time for me. It is Christmas time for a tree. It's very good that, it's, that it's, she's just it's, like, like Britta's not great at improv. Also, just props to Gillian Jacobs for being able to get out there and just really sound terrible. On like, national television. It's yeah, very good. Like, it's, it's... It's even funnier because you can hear her. There's a scene later when they're, they're singing for real and you can hear her in the mix and she's like, not bad. <laughs> Like, she's a reasonable singer, but she is, like, putting on an affectation. It's very funny to me. Uh, Mr. Rad uh, runs up, and she's like, he's like, no, she's ruining it. Uh, Britta, I do have in my notes also that Britta says, me so Christmas, me so merry, which is a great callback it's to so the good. pizza, pizza in my tummy, or go me in so tummy, hungry. me so hungry, me so hungry. It's, it's so very good. good. It's so good. Um, um, he does tell her that she's the worst and everybody's like, Hey, you can't tell her she's the worst in a very similar, like I can make fun of my brother. Not you can. Right. Um, um and then the Dean heads up on stage and it's like, Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Greendale is an all inclusive school. Who wants to let Britta sing her awkward song? And which I, that, I love the phrasing on that. Uh huh. It's an awkward song. He's not wrong about that. It's true. Uh, Mr. Rad then loses it, and he's like, "He's like, uh, this is uh, this this is gonna be just another bus bus crash." Now, I'm not saying I killed the last Glee Club. It's like metaphorically cutting the brake lines, and then he uh, distracts everyone by being like, "Oh, it's Kings of Leon," and then runs off. And uh, the dean is hurt because Mr. Rad had piloted a magic carpet in a dream the dean had last night. Uh huh. Maybe maybe you'll have there, that dream instead of the the nightmare one. I hope I have a dream where I'm a, on a magic carpet with the dean and Mister Rad. That would be far far more enjoyable. It sounds like a pretty cool dream. If I gotta if I gotta say, like, mm -hmm. especially compared to coyote exploding <laughs> meat. Um, yeah, I know. I I can see your laughter trying to peek through w with honestly, I. Both uh, two things can be true. A, it was a traumatic event for me. Two, it is objectively hilarious. I, uh -huh. Both of those are true. I mean, childhood nightmares are interesting because, like, they're both like the the ones that stick with you into adulthood are just like you look back and you're like, okay, that's really dumb, but also absolutely terrifying. Um, like, like, honestly, I remember my mom like coming in because I've freaked out. She's like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. And, and rem like looking at it back, like in my memory, I'm like, yeah, you dumb kid. It's going to be fine. <laughs> you, you had a weird dream because you watched, and it's not like this happened once. 
is the thing. This happened like four times, like four times a week. It was, it was like, what is wrong with me? Uh, I think that explains a lot about me. Actually, now I think about it. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, this is when Abed is like, yeah, well, maybe Jeff was right. Maybe forcing things to be bright makes the existing darkness even darker. And he it kind of it sucks the wind out of his sails. Like he's yeah. he's just he's down about it. Yeah, um, he really he really wanted to spend time with everyone and have a good time and you know, it's like, well, I guess this is my fault. I, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll I'll just see you guys after the holidays and walks off. Um and then we go to our apartment 303. Uh, Abed's microwaving some noodles so he can watch the Inspector Space Time holiday special in his pajamas. And then he he's watching it. And then we get the uh, the hilarious uh, Star Wars-esque uh-huh. uh, yep, song. Yeah, that hologram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Incredible. So good. And then he starts to hear a choir outside. And, and he opens the door and everybody else from the group is there to spend the holiday together. And Troy is like, boy, that Christmas special looks horrible. I gotta watch it. And then they all gather around to watch... The terrible Christmas special. Mm-hmm. There is a moment where, you know, because Jeff is like, yeah, you know, you're right. It was a real dark semester. Uh, he he does admit, like, he's like, I basically killed a guy. And then it cuts over to a shot of Pierce just kind of like shaking his head like, nah, you didn't you didn't kill my dad. Like, <laughs> even though, like, kind of, kind of did. Um, and then the 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 episode closes on uh, a carol that... Um, it's uh, the first Noel, but instead it says, uh, we'll see you all after regionals. What the hell are regionals? It's a pretty good uh, final final note for it's, the episode. pretty good. Um, uh, although the final, final note is the tag, which is uh, a bunch of the characters showing up in uh, those those. I wouldn't uh, even say Christmas a bunch ornaments. of. It's the Dean, it, it's Chang, it's... Uh, Magnitude, Magnitude, Starborns, and Leonard. Uh-huh. And, and my d- my it, notes my notes for the tag just literally say Dean 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 Chang 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 Pop like that's it. It looked if you if you found my notes and didn't know what I was referring to, you would be like, oh this this guy's a serial killer. Like you would you would see it just say tag and then Dean 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 Chang 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 Pop 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 my name is alex my name is alex my name is alex <laughs> mary my mary fi- chang miss dean dong that's my notes for the tag you would see that and be like yeah this guy's gonna go kill some people <laughs> you know what you gotta um but w- i i do uh, like also i spit w- all over my monitor yeah, doing those well i mean when you're blowing those raspberries you got Thanks, leonard um yeah leonard is always about doing that i just i love the idea like when you were saying that uh in my head my like i had i had like a small daydream where i'm like okay in this daydream nothing survived some kind of a a cataclysmic event except for your notes not the episode (laughs) not our episode of this podcast Mm -hmm. just your notes and then the the poor the poor like librarians and like all the archaeologists have to figure out what the hell was going on Uh with that sentence particularly i'm gonna print out my notes 
And then put it in a hermetically sealed bottle just for mm-hmm. future historians. Like, I want to know what kind of weird fallout cult comes from that line, you know? Mm-hmm. Are you are you part of the cult Dean, 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 Dean? Or are you part of the cult Chang, 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 Chang? I'm part of My Name is Alex. Oh, twist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, the, the tag is pretty great, actually. I do. It's very it's, good. Um, the, there is a moment that because the, uh, Chang ornament is knocked off by a cat and mm-hmm. it's implied that it is crushed, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of funny. And everybody's like, oh no, except for Leonard, who is just kind of like, eh. uh, so yeah, that, that's the end of the episode. Uh, and that means that it is time for great. I mean, I have some weirdly specific uh, memories that are brought up by this episode. <laughs> Very specific. So. Um, but, you know, as I, I, I do have a lived experience of being, I guess, Glee adjacent, given I was in a chamber choir that would accidentally song bomb people from time to time. Um, but also, you know, have concerts and things like that. I I love this episode. I, I think it's hilarious. Um, I know... I know, I know not everybody loves Christmassy things, but I think this is Christmas adjacent more than being a full Christmas episode, like some of the other Christmas episodes have been. Um, I, I don't know. I just think it's really funny. Taryn Killam is such a wonderful guest that will f- kind of like uh, soak into whatever character he's given. And it's better when he's kind of a little bit maniacal um as he kind of gets to dip in at the end um i think it's very funny i think the songs are really well done which is kind of important for a song an episode that is mostly song um it's very enjoyable to listen to it's very enjoyable to watch i i think they they nailed it i think this is a i think this is a great episode i think i'm gonna give an a plus i don't i i think this is this is a really good episode so i have a very complicated relationship with this episode because sure i don't it brought up some reminders for you too I, for I, glee i don't like christmas episodes generally speaking um sure and so i mean uh, so here's the thing right okay on on a on a technical level this is an episode that is fantastically written it is fantastically made the songs are all fantastically done. The choreography's great. The camera angles are great. The whole the whole idea of Glee as an invasion of the body snatchers thing. On a technical level, it's all great. And I could absolutely see why anybody would give this an A+. And I am not here to crap on that. Because I do think that as an episode, it is very well done. It is decidedly an episode that is not for me. It's almost designed to be the anti-Ben episode. It So I don't care for Christmas episodes. Sure. Despite having watched a season of Glee, I don't particularly care for most musicals. They're just not... They're, it's just not my thing. Okay, um, fair enough. And... The thing the 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 thing about this episode for me is that they went so hard on lampooning glee that like half the episode is actual music. 
and it's done really well. And it's like, it's to that point where you are satirizing something so hard that you become that thing. Sure. This episode has done that. And like on it, like I said, on a technical level, that's pretty amazing. Like this show that has nothing to do with glee and right. musicals and whatever. It's, it's a very well done episode, but man, I just don't want to watch it. Like it is, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like if you're a teacher and they, someone like a, one of your students hands in an essay that is very technically well-written, but arguing for a point that you just inherently disagree with. Sure. Like if it's, if, if, you know, you f- just, for example, think that like, uh, guns should be outlawed and this, your students like, here's 78 great arguments about the second amendment and why it's great. And you're just like, Oh God, like, you, you can't you can't give the student an F because you don't personally agree with that. Sure. It's a well-written thing. And so on that level, like, I have to, I like, on a technical level, it's an A+. It's done so well. But for a, for a Ben episode, I'm like, it's a, it's a C. Like, it is just like, okay. it is not my thing. I just don't want to watch it. But I can't. I can't say it's a bad episode. Right. It's just not for me. Well, I mean, I, I have some, some teacher friends that would probably take a little bit of umbrage at your, uh, <laughs> your suggestion of, uh, uh, of, of, you know, I know a lot of teachers are like, take their kind of, uh, their own viewpoints and just kind of focus on the technical. And did you make a good argument rather than that? Either way, I get what you're saying. Um, I, want to know what everyone out there in internet world thinks uh because we have we we have found a kind of a an episode that is uh has has driven a bit of a wedge in between me and ben i, I would that's Man, i just it. i just i just hate christmas episodes i'm like i hate them so much i know they're not I'm they're sorry, not buddy. they're not my thing and uh i just i don't i don't like him boy this is some energy to take into uh uh <laughs> into our post show or into our our social media and what have you we had a lot of fun here but now it's time for ben being really depressed about christmas and how much he hates christmas episodes now ben why did you turn around your chair and sit back down on it or did we you said we have a lot of fun here but um Uh it seems like we're gonna Um, have a talk uh uh-huh uh in all seriousness we do want to know what you think about this episode um what you think about uh terrifying looney tunes nightmares Mm -hmm. about what did you think about troy's sandwich please write us uh lengthy essays about troy's sandwich so that i can be like well it's well written it's well written so you get an a (laughs) but i inherently disagree with the the findings on troy's sandwich if we get like a full-on essay about troy's sandwich in the email inbox i (laughs) i would love it I don't know what I'd do, but I'd love it. Uh, we want to know all these things and more. Uh, Were you ever arrested? Why not? <laughs> you can tweet. Was at it for us. sandwich-related crimes? Uh, God, I'm just, no, I don't want to know that because, like, that list <laughs> that list had a lot of a lot of people having sex with things, and I do not, not want if someone you to had be like sex with the sandwich. I do not Did, want someone too, to be like, too yeah, too I got American arrested because I had sex with a 
a sandwich. Um, you know what? I don't like. I, I imagine that most of those are having sex, basically, uh, uh, public indecency, being naked or doing sexual mm-hmm. acts in public. If you're having sex with a sandwich in your own home, I'm sure that's probably no one knows about it. I'm, so how can I'm they not, arrest you about it? I'm not here to shame that. I just don't want to know about it. Um, oh, I see. I can see the distinction that you've made. You here, can yes. tweet at us at Good Greendale. You can send us a message by going to our website, goodmorninggreendale.com, click on contact, and then type us up a little message there in that contact form. Or a long essay about Troy's sandwich. You can find our fan group on Facebook. It's the League of Jeremy's uh, Ben and Mike podcast group. Which I am just so excited to see what image will come up for this episode. Oh, God. Um, And... (laughs) You, you can also find us on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash back to Futurama. Uh, the, uh, the lost episode of Ooh. Good Morning Greendale is currently up there. Uh, it will be released at some point. Um, I'm just going to I'm holding on to it for in case we have a sort of emergency where mm-hmm. we don't have a, a regularly scheduled episode. But you can listen to that right now uh, by becoming a Patreon patron. Yeah. And uh thank you for your patience. Like we said earlier, uh, we know that, you know, you, you guys stand, everybody stands with us while we kind of uh, resolve the things around our lives that are giving us stress so we can make some good joke em ups for you. And like we, cats we, who are just really intent on dying until you let them in the bedroom. And then it's like, just kidding. I'm fine, baby. I'm but fine. You know, you, you just got to deal with those hunger strikes as they come. And we, we really appreciate uh, the the fact that you're staying with us and you uh, you you tell us you, you you interact with us we really appreciate that we know that we're not just doing this for ourselves and I mean that would also be fine but like we know that uh, we're hoping we make you smile and we want you to be happy with what we do so um, thank you for staying with us we really appreciate it and until next time when we're talking about an episode that has nothing to do with Christmas you're hoping. God, it's all Christmas episodes from here on out. No. Community changed into Christmas unity. That's my nightmare. Um, well, I don't actually, actually, no. I don't have to worry about that. Amalthea is going to take over my side of the podcast That's right. next you don't week. Have to- so I'm fine. I'm fine with that. She can talk about Christmas episodes all she wants. Good luck. Good luck uh, being a co-host with my cat. By the way, look, I, I'm telling you, sometimes, sometimes I just talk for a while, and then, you know, you're like, I don't know what to do with you. It's like that that those parts where I talk about wild things like Troy Sandwich are probably not going to change all that much. And be like, that sandwich was cut weird, and then she's gonna be like, Meow. and then it'll be like, you're damn right, exactly. And then that launches me on another 14 minutes. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be great content. It's great content. Our so, listeners are just so excited to hear it. Tune into that next week. And why do we say tune in? You're not, whatever. (laughs) Download that episode next week. Give it a listen. Until then, this episode we have not made yet. Just enjoy that when it happens. But this one, uh, it's it's what it is. Um, I'm Mike. I I wish wish you you luck. luck. the hell are regionals?